2: Good Tuesday morning and happy 4th of July. Americans ready to celebrate Independence Day, no matter the weather. It's July 4th. This is Today. Forecast for the 4th. Tens of millions waking up to heat alerts this morning, while other parts of the country are hoping torrential rains don't wash out those fireworks later tonight. But there is some good news when it comes to the weather today. We'll tell you what to expect. Philadelphia terror. A heavily armed gunman opening fire in Philly overnight.
3: All right, all you need to do We got with a walk-up.
2: Five dead, two children sent to the hospital. A suspect in custody this morning. We'll take you there for a live report. Watch out. Two separate attacks have authorities on high alert for sharks today.
0: We heard a whistle blow, screaming everyone to get out.
2: Lifeguards pulling out all the stops to keep swimmers safe at crowded beaches. How they're now using drones to patrol the waters. SOS, injured and stranded in the woods with no cell phone service. It's every hiker's worst nightmare, but for one Los Angeles woman, new technology helped pull off a miracle rescue. Those stories, plus barbecue hacks. We've got some pointers before you fire up that grill and the most affordable meats, veggies, and sides to serve if you're trying to keep down costs. And it's time to celebrate not just the holiday, but our own Al Roker, who just got some great news. We can't wait to share the exciting announcement today, Tuesday, July 4th, 2023.
4: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Kotb. Live from Studio One A in Rockefeller Plaza,
2: and a good Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to today. Thanks for joining us on this holiday morning. Savannah and Hoda off this week. Chanel Jones joining me. Good this morning. morning. Good- Happy Fourth. Happy Fourth. Celebrating America's independence, but we got something else to celebrate as well, and it's pretty special. Yes, we'll get to owls. Big announcement coming up in just a few minutes
5: all right but first we have everything you need to know to enjoy your holiday today severe weather is putting a damper on some july 4th celebrations with more than 30 million americans facing weather alerts this morning dylan is tracking the heat and the storms
2: beaches of course expecting huge crowds today but visitors a lot of them on edge after one confirmed shark attack and a second suspected attack off the coast of new york so we're going to tell you everything that you need to be looking out for And with so many Americans planning to barbecue today, we also have some last-minute money-saving tips and food hacks for that party. We've got it all covered on this July 4th. But let's start with Emily Aketa. She joins us now from the site of tonight's Macy's fireworks display. Emily, happy 4th.
6: Craig and Chanel, happy 4th to you. In just a matter of hours, we'll see more than 60,000 shells launched from barges moving along the East River behind me to light up the sky in the nation's largest fireworks display for July 4th. But will weather interfere? That's the question on so many Americans' minds in regions where stormy weather and stifling heat are hampering the holiday. This morning, Americans celebrating the fourth even as wild weather hits the country coast to coast. This massive funnel forming in the Northern Plains as strong winds and torrential rain drenched parts of the South and Northeast overnight. A one-two punch of severe weather for some communities already battered by deadly storms over the weekend. Meantime, the Chicago area is still cleaning up from up to nine inches of rain Sunday.
2: This is the strongest downpour of, of rain Since 1987.
6: The unrelenting storms throwing a wrench into Fourth of July plans, delaying some firework shows in Massachusetts.
5: The weather does its own thing every year, so sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't.
6: But New York City's iconic Macy's Fourth of July fireworks still hoping to light up the sky. Macy's telling NBC News they've done shows in the rain before, adding in a statement, We will determine what steps to take in the event of severe weather, such as lightning. Meanwhile, 31 million Americans are sweating it out, with heat alerts impacting parts of the South and the West. Authorities say a 57-year-old woman died during an eight-mile hike in the Grand Canyon, with temps topping 100 degrees. Cities like Las Vegas and Phoenix expected to again top triple digits today. The extreme temperatures fueling fast-moving flames in Washington state, with fears that risk of wildfire may increase during July 4th celebrations.
7: Come south.
3: About five feet.
6: In Salt Lake City, for the first time, they're replacing fireworks with a drone show. In Flagstaff, Arizona, a laser light show takes the place of conventional pyrotechnics. But no matter what happens, the American spirit will find a way to celebrate our nation's birthday. It would be
3: great if it was the fourth, but
6: you know what, though? It's the whole month. It's the
3: whole year. We live in the best country in the world.
6: And while mild air quality alerts will linger in parts of the Midwest and in Los Angeles, here in New York City, air quality has finally returned to healthy levels after days of hazy skies from those Canadian wildfires and pollution. New York's governor encouraging people to enjoy and celebrate outdoors. We'll just have to see to what degree the rain allows. Craig.
2: All right. Emily Ketterforce, they're starting us off.
5: Emily, thank you. All right. And now what everyone with a day off for the holiday wants to know. Let's talk about the weather. Dylan is in
4: for Al this morning. Happy 4th to you. Happy 4th, to you guys. It is going to stay hot across much of the country, but it's the storminess that really affects your plans outside. And we are going to see a line of storms develop back through the Midwest today. Also in the Northeast, kind of like yesterday, you look outside and it's like, oh, the sun's out. Oh, it's pouring. Oh, there's a thunderstorm. It's just going to be that cycle all day long today in the Northeast. But back from Minneapolis, right back into Denver, that's where we have our best chance today, especially this afternoon and evening of those storms developing that could produce wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour. We could see hail an inch or more in diameter, a low threat of tornadoes. It's really the wind and hail that's the biggest concern. And then tomorrow, that whole threat shifts slightly farther to the east, this time around, including Chicago, back through Kansas City. Dodge City still includes Denver, too. Again, with this cold front moving eastward. It's just slowly going to bring these storms through the Minneapolis area later this afternoon into tonight. So if there's fireworks in those towns uh, around Minneapolis, St. Paul, just keep that in mind. We'll likely get those storms right in time for the fireworks. And then that cold front moves to the east into Chicago. Now, because it's so humid, when it does rain, it rains a lot. So we could see several inches of rain, especially back through the Midwest, where as much as three inches in po- is possible in some areas. Chanel.
5: All right, Dylan, thank you. We'll get the full forecast coming up in just a minute.
2: But now we turn to Philadelphia, the city reeling from a mass shooting overnight, a heavily armed gunman wearing a bulletproof vest, mowing people down in a residential neighborhood, killing five and injuring two children, including a toddler. NBC's George Solis is in Philadelphia with the very latest. George, good morning.
8: Yeah, good morning, Craig. Details still emerging as this investigation just begins. Police initially saying four men were killed while a two-year-old and a 13-year-old were injured. New this morning, authorities saying a fifth man was found dead. They also believe is connected to this mass shooting. This morning, yet another community in America reeling from a mass shooting after a gunman opened fire in Philadelphia, shooting seven people, killing five, and injuring two children.
3: All, right, all units, We got somebody with a long
8: gun. Police say the suspect was armed with an AR-15 style rifle and a handgun, carrying a police scanner and wearing a bulletproof vest. The suspect still firing as police were at the scene.
9: As they were scooping up the victims and
5: preparing them uh, for transport to the hospital, uh, they also heard multiple gunshots up the street.
8: Officers chasing down the suspect. Finally, cornering him in an alley. He was taken into custody uh, without further incident. Investigators say they currently do not have a motive in the shootings and do not know if the suspect is connected to any of the victims. Police also taking a second person into custody.
5: We have another person that we believe acquired a gun somehow, don't know how and picked up the gun and returned fire in the direction of the shooter that we
8: have in custody. This incident comes just one day after two other mass shootings. In Baltimore, where a community block party descended into chaos as gunfire erupted, killing two and injuring more than two dozen others. And in Wichita, Kansas, nine people shot and wounded at a nightclub. Back in Philadelphia, the mayor saying he's horrified by the shootings, writing, My heart is with the loved ones and families of everyone involved and I send my prayers to the victims. Yeah, police say this crime scene is massive. Authorities will be back out there this morning canvassing. Police have yet to release the names of those two suspects that were apprehended. And again, still no word on a motive this morning.
2: Craig? George Solis, for us there in Philadelphia. George, thank you.
8: Breaking
5: this morning, Israeli police reporting there has been a car incident in Tel Aviv. Israeli police say a suspect was killed at the scene and the Palestinian militant group Hamas has now taken credit for the attack. This comes as the Israeli military carries out its biggest military operation in the occupied West Bank in decades. NBC's Molly Hunter is tracking it all for us. Molly.
1: Chanel, Craig, good morning to both of you. There is a lot going on. Now, we are just getting those pictures from Tel Aviv. Police are now saying at least seven people are injured. But in the Palestinian city of Janine in the West Bank that we've been following, that major Israeli operation, more than 100 injured and at least 10 people killed. Take a look. Overnight, residents of Janine fleeing their home as the Israeli military continues its biggest operation in two decades in the northern Palestinian city in the occupied West Bank. In the early hours of this morning, explosions and gunshots ringing out. 24 hours after thousands of Israeli troops entered the city on the ground, backed by multiple drone strikes. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu calling it an extensive counterterrorism operation. In recent months...
0: Janine has become a safe haven for terrorists. As I speak, our troops are battling the terrorists with unyielding resolve and fortitude.
1: After a year of near-nightly raids in Janine, he's been under pressure from the extreme right-wing factions of his government to launch a major operation. The Israeli military says more than 100 suspects have been detained so far, but hundreds of Palestinian militants are still hiding out in Janine. It has long been a base for armed Palestinian groups. But- As Israeli commandos pushed into Janine yesterday, armed bulldozers can be seen tearing up roads, the Israeli military says, to remove hidden explosives. The U.N. says electricity and water lines were destroyed. And Doctors Without Borders says the Israeli bulldozers blocked ambulances from reaching the injured. In the densely populated city, this Palestinian medic says the Israeli attacks are not differentiating between medics, civilians or militants. This man says it was like World War
7: III.
1: The Palestinian prime minister calling on the world to immediately stop the aggression against our people in Jenin, adding it's an attempt to eliminate the Palestinian city. Now, we are waiting on more reaction from the Biden administration from Washington this morning. In a statement yesterday, the State Department backing Israel's right to self-defense, but also saying it is imperative to take all possible precautions to prevent the loss of civilian lives.
2: Chanel. All right, Molly, thank you. Also this morning, some encouraging news for the American journalist who's been detained in a Russian prison for more than three months now. The U.S. ambassador to Russia was able to visit him yesterday for the first time since April, NBC's Kelly Kobiel is in the city of Dnipro in the eastern part of Ukraine, where the war with Russia continues to rage. Kelly, first of all, any progress from that meeting?
9: Well, Craig, this was a significant development for Evan Gershkovich after the Russians have repeatedly denied access to the detained reporter. The State Department confirming that the U.S. ambassador to Russia, Lynn Tracy, was finally able to see Gershkovich yesterday. She said he's in good health and remains strong despite the circumstances. The State Department adding that the Russians uh, should continue to provide consular access to Evan, because this is only the second time Ambassador Tracy has been able to see Evan. Uh, the first time uh, she saw him was back in April, about two weeks after he was taken into custody by the Russians and accused without evidence of spying for the United States. His employer and Washington have vehemently denied those charges. But nevertheless, a court in Russia has now extended his detention until the end of August. The State Department Department once again calling on Russia to release both Evan and American Paul Whelan saying both are wrongfully detained and should be allowed to return home to their families. Craig.
2: And Kelly, you, you're there in Eastern Ukraine. There's been, as we've been reporting a, a fair amount of instability in both Russia and Ukraine over the past few weeks. Do we know how that might impact the negotiations?
9: Well, it's been a really difficult fight here in Ukraine on the front lines. Ukrainian troops trying to break through several lines of Russian defenses, including mines and trenches. And there's really been no major advancement since the turmoil in Russia over a week ago. That turmoil, though, undoubtedly now looming over Evans' case with Putin and the Kremlin recently threatened by the Wagner Group's attempted coup. Uh, The special envoy for hostage affairs says that may have now introduced new chaos and ambiguity into the discussions over Evan's detention and release. But no doubt, Craig, this meeting is a sign of progress in the attempt to bring Evan home. Craig.
2: Kelly, Kobe Air Force there in Ukraine. Kelly, thank you.
5: Now to the growing fallout spurred by the Supreme Court's decision ending affirmative action in higher education. The civil rights group is now challenging legacy admissions at Harvard University. They say the practice discriminates against students of color by giving an unfair boost to the mostly white children of alumni. The complaint was filed yesterday by lawyers for civil rights on behalf of Black and Latino community groups. Opponents say legacy admissions are no longer defensible without affirmative action, providing a counterbalance.
2: A major scare for thrill seekers at a Wisconsin festival over the holiday weekend after the roller coaster that they were riding got stuck. Check this out here. It left, left some passengers hanging upside down for at least three hours. This happened in Crandon. Creighton's about three hours north of Milwaukee. Three hours. Video posted on social media there shows that riders hanging from that stalled oh uh, coaster's rescuers climbed up to free them. Everyone so was, was safely rescued, to to had to be ball. taken to the hospital to get checked out.
5: My goodness. Do you ride roller coasters? I do ride
2: roller coasters. I but if that too. had happened to me, that would be the last time I would a roller coaster. That
4: is. And Dylan, I know you don't. No. And I guess that... This I guess is a good example. That's right. I, I would have like a panic attack. Like I get Well, we're glad before. they're okay. Yes, yes. yes. absolutely. Yeah. All, all right. right. Um, okay. So if you're out and about today, we do have very unsettled weather. We have a couple of fronts across the country. It's hot. It's humid. It's all very unstable. Record heat is likely out west with temperatures well above the triple digits. Your feels like temperature closer to about 120 degrees. We have that severe threat of storms this afternoon and evening. That includes Minneapolis, St. Paul. It stretches back into. Denver. We also have scattered showers and storms all on the Gulf Coast into the southeast and in the northeast, too. When it does rain, we could end up with a lot of rain in a short period of time, and then it'll clear up again, and then it might storm again. So just really keep an eye to the sky. Watch out for those dark clouds. Listen for the rumbles of thunder and stay indoors when those storms pass. And that's your latest forecast.
2: All right. Dylan Dreyer, thank you so much. Coming up, some frightening scenes on New York beaches. Two different incidents of teenagers being attacked while in the water. Stephanie Gosk is on, on Shark Watch for us this morning. What's happening, Stephanie?
0: Yeah, I am, Craig. One of those attacks happened right off this beach. It may not be exactly what you want to hear as you're getting ready to go to the beach, but we'll also provide you with a bit of
5: perspective on why you should or should not be that concerned. All right, thank you, Stephanie. Plus, the miracle rescue of an injured hiker stranded in a California forest without cell service and how new technology helped save her life and others. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this is Today on NBC.
2: And we are back now. 7:30 on this 4th of July. And we also brought Peter Alexander from our nation's capital. (laughs) Our Chief White House correspondent weekend today, Koenko Peter is here with us uh, for the week as well. We're gonna turn now to those two teenagers on New York's Long Island attacked at separate beaches on Monday while in the water. At least one was a confirmed shark bite. The frightening experiences setting off alarms as millions of Americans flocked to the beaches today to celebrate the 4th of July. Stephanie Gosk is on shark duty for Steph. Good morning. What happened here?
0: Hey, Craig. Well, it might be a bit alarming for the beachgoers here at Robert Moses Beach. One of those attacks took place here. The sign says swimming prohibited, but that's because the lifeguards aren't yet on duty. You know, this is one of the most popular beaches, public beaches in the New York City area. It is likely going to be crowded later today. And this story could give beachgoers pause. This morning, fresh shark fears off the coast of New York, prompting new warnings for beachgoers heading out to celebrate the July 4th holiday.
6: Shark attack at the lifeguard station is at easy. has been notified.
0: Two incidents happening just seven miles apart. On Monday, Long Island police responded to calls of a shark attack at Kismet Beach on Fire Island. Police say a 15-year-old boy was surfing when he was bitten, puncturing his left heel and toes.
7: He was able to swim to shore uh, where our Marine Bureau and a Good Samaritan were, were able to assist him, uh, give him some assistance and get him over to a local hospital where he's recovering with uh, non-life-threatening injuries.
0: Earlier in the day at Robert Moses State Park, officials say a 15-year-old girl was treated for three small bite wounds on her left leg. We heard a whistle blow, screaming everyone to get out. It's unknown what bit her. Authorities say a State Park's drone was immediately deployed, but was unable to detect any, quote, dangerous marine life, including sharks, in the area. Though shark attacks are still very rare, there have been multiple encounters this summer, including three in Florida, in a little over a week. And back near Long Island, there's been a recent increase of tiger and sand sharks swimming closer to shore. I think it's crazy. There's been a lot of shark attacks happening on the beaches. There's been a lot of warnings of sharks. A warning to those headed out to catch a wave and soak up the sun this holiday week. Be aware of your surroundings.
7: If you see something that uh, uh, looks like uh, uh, some type of shark or one of these bunker fish that they swim in these pods, uh, it's probably a good idea to leave the water and uh, notify some type of authority.
2: All right, so I mean, some some good tips there, Steph. But with with a lot of folks heading out to the beaches this holiday, Steph, should we expect those larger crowds to have any impact on shark activity?
0: You know, the University of Miami looked at this question, Craig, in 2022, and they thought maybe with all the hustle and bustle at, at, around cities and around busy beaches that shark, sharks would stay clear. What they found is that sharks are actually attracted to all that hustle and bustle and activity, but but they aren't interested in biting people. And that that's actually good news, that the sharks, Craig, are just out here and they, they just want to swim with you. So grab your <laughs> surfboard and... Head
2: out. Well, not so much. But thank you for the invitation there, on, goodness. <laughs> Stephanie Goss. Steph. Careful. Uh, thank you, Steph. There is a little bit of somber news to share this morning. The grandson of actor Robert De Niro passing away at just 19 years old. NBC Steve Patterson has more this morning on the beloved teen and his family now in grief. Steve, good morning.
7: Yeah. Hey, Peter. Good morning. That's right. Leandro De Niro was found unresponsive on Sunday. We don't know what caused his death yet, but condolences are now flooding in. This morning, tributes pouring in for the De Niro family after the loss of 19-year-old Leandro De Niro, his mother, actor Robert De Niro's 51-year-old daughter, Drina, writing in a message to her son on Instagram, you have been my joy, my heart, and all that was ever pure and real in my life, adding, you were so deeply loved and appreciated, and I wish that love alone could have saved you. I am so sorry, my baby. His grandfather, Robert De Niro, saying in a statement, I am deeply distressed by the passing of my beloved grandson, Leo. We're greatly appreciative of the condolences from everyone. We ask that we please be given privacy to grieve our loss of Leo. The cause of death is still unknown. NYPD says Leandro was found unresponsive on Sunday afternoon in an apartment building in lower Manhattan. Leandro's father, the artist Carlos Rodriguez, posting photos in memory of him on Instagram, writing, you can't spell love without Leo. Robert De Niro adopted Leandro's mother, Drina, in 1976, and the 79-year-old welcomed his seventh child just months ago. He opened up about it here on Today.
3: (laughs) But how
8: does fatherhood feel for you? It feels great. Yeah? It feels great,
2: yeah.
7: At just 19, Leandro already had several acting credits. Want some coffee? Appearing alongside his mother in the 2018 film A Star is Born. Condolences pouring in. Naomi Campbell writing, heartbroken for you, such a duo. And Lenny Kravitz posting, this is all beyond words at the moment. And overnight, another heartbreaking post from Leandro's mother, Drina, who said the same man that picked us up from the hospital when you were born drove us to the funeral home where I touched and held your hand for the last time, adding you didn't deserve to die like this. No official cause of death has been released. Peter. All right, Steve. Yeah.
5: Thank
2: you. Definitely sending strength to that family.
5: Absolutely. All right. Coming up, a new test that could be a game changer for future parents.
2: First, up, one hiker's miracle rescue after getting Injured and stranded in the woods. We're going to hear from her about the technology that helped save her life right after this.
3: Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work then learn about the world of money together get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach
5: waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away
2: Back now with a remarkable rescue in California, a woman who was hiking outside of Los Angeles got injured in a remote forest, but she was able to get to safety thanks to her iPhone, even though her phone had
9: no cell service.
5: Wow. NBC's Erin McLaughlin spoke to her about the harrowing ordeal. She has what you need to know and bring if you're thinking about going outdoors this holiday. Erin, good morning. Good morning, guys. This satellite emergency SOS feature is potentially
11: life-saving tech. It's credited with helping rescue crews reach more people in need when they're out on remote trails. And it could come in handy when you need it most. This remarkable rescue from a remote area of the Los Angeles National Forest made possible by modern-day tech. About halfway through a four-mile hike last week, Juana Reyes fell down an incline, fracturing her leg. The pain was so unbearable and my foot was swelling to maybe twice the size of its normal. On a trail like this one, Reyes didn't have cell service, but she did have an iPhone 14, which boasts a new feature, emergency S.O.S., The feature, which is only on the latest iPhone model, can contact first responders, allowing you to let them know what the problem is, where you're located, even how many people you're with. All through satellite connection, no cell service required. It's the third satellite call LA County Search and Rescue says they've received this month. Last December, LA County Sheriff's deputies rescued a couple after their car spun off a cliff, falling nearly 300 feet. We were completely upside down. Their shattered iPhone sending the emergency text.
8: It said, um, collision detected. Would you like us to report it to emergency uh, services? Their
11: coordinates sent to rescue crews who hoisted them to safety. And just this past May,
7: we received a 911 text stating that there was approximately 10 hikers lost in the area.
11: A group of teenagers had been stranded in Southern California's Santa Paula Canyon. One teen's iPhone sent the SOS message that led rescuers down an hour and a half hike into the canyon where the group was found safe.
7: They certainly were not going to get out of there on their own. It's a game changer, frankly.
11: For a few hundred bucks, personal location beacons can send a distress signal to rescuers no matter where you are and without a subscription fee. Similar products are available from Garmin and certain Android phones will soon offer satellite communication. Still for Reyes, it's comforting to know her phone is a lifeline. It's potentially saved you. Yes, it was literally the only way that we got communication out for EMS. If you have the iPhone 14, again, that's the only model that has this feature. There's really no setup required. It will work automatically. We should also note that Android phones will offer satellite communication in the future
5: as well. Okay. So, so Aaron, if people don't have this specific iPhone model, are there any other safety features that we can set up? Well, Apple says you can set up your medical ID
11: so crews know a bit more about your personal health, which could be vital in an emergency. But if you're heading out, you also want to think low tech, wear the proper hiking gear
5: and take enough water, especially if you're going to be in the heat. Chanel, that's good advice. Sometimes people set out and they don't think they'll be gone for very long, so they don't take those supplies. All right, Aaron, thank you.
2: Speaking of the heat, by the way, Dylan's back and you've got you've got another hack as well that you've (laughs) You've shared in the past. I'm,
4: it's just something I saw on like TikTok, or something. but
2: it's literally like <laughs> that's if, reliable.
4: If, if you're going out to okay. somewhere, you know, yes. before you lose cell service, change the voicemail on your phone. Like, yeah. hey, it's Dylan. I'm going here. Like, just in case you your phone completely dies when I, your phone goes right to voicemail, yeah, it gives a little. I think it's a great idea. Yeah,
2: directs like, the people trying to find you to where it Exactly,
4: just a little something kind of helps. Thank zero you, in Dylan Dreyer. And speaking of heat, it is very hot. I mean, we are looking at potentially record-breaking high temperatures. We have 31 million people under heat advisories or heat warnings. This includes the Pacific Northwest, where it is going to be exceptionally warm. Salem, 96 degrees. Medford, Oregon, 102 degrees. Redding, California, 105 degrees. Even Spokane, a little bit above average in the mid-80s. Now, there is that cold front, the same one that's going to bring those storms to the upper Midwest today. And look at how it cools down temperatures for Rapid City, 67 degrees for a high today. That's about 18 degrees below average. And then tomorrow, that cooler air will settle into areas like Minneapolis into Omaha. We'll drop down into the mid-70s. Stays warm in Detroit though tomorrow, 89 degrees, 90 in New York. But then as that cold front clears the Northeast, we'll start to see temperatures drop here too. So by Saturday, we're down to 84. In Pittsburgh, we're down to 81 for Friday and Saturday. Even Charleston, West Virginia, down into the lower 80s by Friday. And that's your latest forecast.
2: All right. Thank you for your forecast and your hack as well. <laughs> your tip of
4: the day. Yeah. Uh, coming
2: up, here is Smith's going to take a deep dive into a low-tech baseball tradition. that's having a revival of sorts with fans who don't want to be looking at their phones the whole time. Mm,
5: But first we have some very exciting and wonderful news about our very own Al Roker, the big reveal right after these messages. He's retired. We are back at 7:50 on the dot. Our morning boost today. Dylan joined us for this one. We have some great news to share with you this morning. Our
2: own Al Roker has become a grandfather.
5: Yay.
2: Al's daughter, his daughter Courtney, and her husband Wes welcome to baby girl yesterday. That's Wes and Courtney there. The baby's name is Sky Clara. Laga. i love uh, it sky <laughs> that, a meteorological right like course. the forecast Perfect. sky al says everyone's doing well family couldn't be happier that's oh, really my.
5: cute
4: that his first grandchild's name is sky of course how cute is that he was so excited for this too i mean you could just see the excitement when he talked about it you may remember back uh in march when al first announced that courtney was having a baby we asked him what kind of grandfather he was going to be and
2: here's mm-hmm. what he said For this grandchild, I'm going to be the best grandpa Uh, because I'm going to do whatever I can to spoil this. And then, hand her back. Uh, And he will, too. We
5: asked him what he wanted to be called. He wants to be Pop Pop.
2: Pop pop. Nice.
5: So, man, we have to get some cute little Sky yeah. onesies. Now's and, the
2: time, right? like, as a grandparent, you kind of decide what you want to be called, right? Yes. Yeah. You just want to pick your name. And the, f- and pop the first, pop first is grandchild from gets Uncle to choose. Yes, yeah. that is true. Pop, pop, Congratulations, Parker. Uncle we're pop, so pop Happy for thrilled. you guys. We know you're watching. I Alan, I love of course, we will have much more, some pictures yeah. as well. We'll with, let him show the pictures. When it comes back yeah. next week. Um, yeah. We're Yay. Happy. happy for our guy. Sky's first forecast, we'll be doing it on Monday. Still ahead here on a 4th of July morning, how Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani are celebrating their second wedding anniversary. A sweet tribute. That's getting a lot of attention on social media. And then the most fun way to beat the heat with this year's hottest toys, water games, a bubble machine, a little bit more, all that you can enjoy in your
3: backyard. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money,